Hello, and welcome to episode 157 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we are talking more Cube based on popular demand. Yeah, thanks to uh, all of the people that were asking about more Cube stuff. There was a bunch of you, so we'd figure we'd break down a little bit more of it for you. I'm sure we'll talk about Brian's Cube a little bit in all this, but today we're kind of talking the classics. Um, yeah. stuff that you can sit down at like a cube at your LGS or a cube on magic online and like things that are going to be present in some number. Yeah. So if you have any questions, uh, about the upcoming like Kamigawa set or, um, just magic stuff in general, you can uh, get those to us on Twitter at casual tripod. Yep. You can also hit up on, hit us up on Facebook at casual tryhard MTG. Or you can email us, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. I do check my email. I have gotten some emails lately, so uh, that is still a good way to get a hold of us if you want to. Uh, I also had a couple people asking about um, what the email address was, so there you go. Show at casualtryhardmtg.com. I check it not every day, but a couple times a week. Make sure nothing slips through the cracks. Um, we also have a TCG Player affiliate link if you're looking to pick up any singles. Um I think in general the market's kind of quiet now, um, so if you're looking to you know pick up anything up for your own cube or deck you're building or whatever, use our TCG player affiliate link tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com and you'll help support the show. We'll get a percentage of whatever you purchase off of that site. Help keep the show going. And if you guys want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com/casualtryhardmtg throw a couple bucks in the pot you get access to our show notes you get access to our pre-show where we kind of talk about our everyday lives a little bit of magic stuff some of the stuff is a little bit more raw than what we what you get on the podcast um kind of just bonus content i usually throw that up for the patrons a couple days before the show goes live and you also get put on my mailing list when i do the thank yous thank you yes yes (laughs) and they're always very fancy Always very they impressive. Are. Yeah, this round's pretty cool. I'm I'm proud of these ones. I'm not sure what I'm going to do next. I got to start working on that. Um, we also have a Discord channel. There's a link in the description. There's a link on all our social media if you want to come join our Discord. Lots of cool people hanging out in there, asking questions. Uh, that's probably the best place to ask a question is in Discord. Um, quickest response time, I'll say is in there there's a bunch of different rooms there's a room in there for show ideas if you got something you want us to talk about on the show there's a room in there for deck help if you need help you know tuning a deck list for fnm or for you know grinding the arena ladder or whatever you can post up like i said there's a bunch of cool people hang out in there too so make sure you check our discord out uh, i can't think of anything else we got going on you got anything else before we start the show no, I was just gonna say though, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, you developing a large portfolio of like digitally altered magic cards for when you uh, decide you're just gonna become a graphic designer somewhere. Yeah, be like here's my portfolio. <laughs> uh, look at look at all of these things I can do. People are like, oh, that's pretty impressive. You're like, no more cards for me. Only computers now. Click click. Let's go. Click click click. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not quite heard- that talented. I'm. <laughs> Mostly ripping off artwork from the internet. So, <laughs> hey man, that got people actual cards in on actual art on magic cards. That is true. So is true. You're, you're like <laughs> one degree of separation from like uh, 
Oh, uh, what's what's Cameron's favorite art- artist? Mark Titus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> You're almost there. Yeah, Mark Titus, Titus did not remember. Titus Lintner, that's it. Yeah. I don't know. We said a mix it up, but yeah, that guy did not steal anyone's art, but just you know. Right. So, with that said, <laughs> your your future as a graphic designer and me as a a, a hunched back card sorter. Um, <laughs> Coming should, soon to a podcast near you. Yeah, yeah. The oh, speaking the, of which, this is like a huge departure. Like we're taking a hard right turn right now. Okay. I've got eight hours in the car tomorrow. Okay. I think I've only got like two or three episodes of Resleevables to listen to. Okay. What else should I listen to? All right. So, um, I am an audiobook person. Okay. So, uh, if you've seen the movie The Martian, you should listen to the book. Okay. It's way better. I know everyone okay. says that, but like there's a big chunk in the movie the in, from the book the martian that gets cut out mm-hmm. just for time that's super interesting and i enjoy okay. um there's also oh gosh i do believe it's uh called the murder bot chronicles oh that sounds interesting i s- i sell this to people a lot uh it's on audible let me look uh let me look it up right now uh, Murderbot series. There we go. What is it called? Murder the Murderbot Diaries. There we go. Okay. Um, the premise is we're in space, mm-hmm. and you are following this. Uh, they've developed these like they're not cyborgs, but they're basically like enhanced people that have had like their free will taken. Hmm. And this guy who calls himself Murderbot figured out how to break his governor, the thing that, like, keeps him from, uh, like, makes him follow orders. Mm-hmm. But then he doesn't know what to do with himself. Hmm. So he continues to work for the company, but he also just downloads tons of movies and TV shows. Okay. And just is watching those in the background. So it's, like, his adventures, but they're all told from his point of view, and there's those times where he's just like, I'd much rather be watching media right now. Or like, <laughs> yeah. So I was watching episode like 372 of Star Hoppers. And then this thing popped up. So I had to pause it and save this idiot. And just huh. like, but like, it's it's like three books long. But it's like, I found it super interesting. And like, I always sell it to people if you're like into sci-fi. Like, yeah. it's, it's the right mix especially like the first book there's like one book then there's like a novella and then there's Mm -hmm. like two or three more books at the end but like the first book is that like right mix of like action and like comedy and like again the author does a good job of making you like care about the character like Mm -hmm. you care about murderbot yeah and like his like internal struggle so the murderbot diaries uh what's the first one um is all all systems red is the first one i do believe yeah uh, i think i've listened i've listened to all of them i'll have to check with the wife because it's her audible account but i'm pretty sure i've listened to all of them uh all right we'll have to check it out then have you uh, again another uh book that's way better than the movie uh ready player one the book oh yeah infinitely better than ready player one the movie because okay. he wasn't so like the movies like limited to Warner Brothers properties. 
Yeah. Uh, the whole first part of the book is um, a Dungeons and Dragons puzzle. Like, relates to Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, cool. And then, um, oh gosh, like, was it like, did you ever play the game Zork? Or Beyond mm. Zork? It was like a text-based no. RPG. Oh, I like, played some of those. Not that yeah. one, though. One of the <clears throat> things that he does is, like, works through, like, a 3D representation of, like, a text-based um, game. Huh. It's 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 interesting. And yeah. it's way more interesting than the than than the the movie again because you like don't have like this like short time crunch that's right. also one that i really like i like that i haven't i haven't done ready player two mm -hmm. uh just because like i thought i get this thing where i'm like this might be why like magic is starting to pass me by a little bit where like we're like you see the first movie or you like yeah. the first book and you're like that was great i enjoyed that i don't want to watch another one and have it ruined. See the Matrixes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the first Matrix. Perfect. The second Matrix. Why? The yeah. third Matrix. The check couldn't have been that big. <laughs> the fourth Matrix. Really? Which it was fine. It's another one that could just be like movie with Keanu. Not yeah. the, the fourth Matrix. I, I didn't really like the fourth one. Yeah, it's 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 fine, but again, like it's like uh, so it's like you have like a certain like expectation for the Matrix, right? And this movie was not the Matrix in any way, shape, or form, right? It was just a movie with Keanu that had like random and snippets Doogie. and Doogie, <laughs> but and then like had random snippets from a really good movie you watched like twenty <laughs> years ago, yeah. yeah. But so. Um, uh, the Martian, the book, Ready Player One, the book, and then um, the uh, the Murderbot Diaries. All right, like the first book, uh, what all all systems read, I do believe. Mm -hmm. Um, it it ends in such a way that you feel like there could be more, but you're mm -hmm. like, I am fine with this just being one book. This is fine. Yeah. Like it's not like it like you know it definitely comes to like a conclusion. You're like okay, so yeah, cool. it's it's good. Like I know I've lis I've listened to it multiple times. So right there you go. Same with yeah, like I the got, Martian. Yeah, I got I got a little bit of receivables to catch up on, but I know that's not going to last me the whole car ride. And then I got a whole eight hours home. So yeah, so there you go. All right, now that we've done now that we've done <laughs> uh, car listens. Yeah, like, the hard right turn. Now we're gonna the make hard, the hard right turn. turn to get back on track. There you go. Uh, our our uh, popper aficionado Brad. If when when we run out, you can you can audible to these things for your car rides. <laughs> yeah, I don't plan on running out anytime soon. All right. So, I mean, we only give them like two hours a week, three hours a week. When, when those three hours run out, like he still got <laughs> he still got stuff to go places to go. That's true. All right. Okay. Um, here we go. So, cube stuff. Cube so, stuff. The the thing we talked about before that holds true uh, in all cubes, if they're put together well, um, mm -hmm. is you are way more 
it's way more important to draft a deck that is cohesive and has the synergies that have been embedded for that color pair mm-hmm. in in it in the cube like than to just have like a Raleigh powerful deck so Good like card. yeah so the example yeah. that always comes up when we brought it before is like everyone's first cube draft they draft green black stuff mm-hmm. right because every card Every black removal spell is the best removal spell from the format it was in. Right? right? And you're like, oh, I can't pass, you know, Hero's Downfall into Fatal Push, into Blood for Thirst, into mm-hmm. like, you know, Infernal Grasp. Like, I can't pass any of these. These are nuts. Right? And then you're like, oh, man, there's Abrupt Decay and Assassin's Trophy and Future. F- oh, man. I've got this great deck that's got like good mid-range creatures and then you play against someone that has this like super focused deck that's a combo deck or has like you know all these parts that go together and make everything way better or they storm off on you and turn three yeah (laughs) yeah so you have like so everyone falls into the trap of like I just want to take good cards but it really comes down to making a good deck it's uh you hear people that cube a lot say like you're basically building a constructed deck Mm mm-hmm and now there's a lot of ways that, yeah, there's a lot of ways this constructed decks can get built. And one thing is in pretty much every cube, uh, like the cubes I'm going to refer to, like, is like I've watched a ton of, not so much this year, but I've watched a ton of Legacy Cube mm-hmm. uh, and Vintage Cube uh, content from people playing uh, on Magic Online. Yeah, and um, I think like that's a good comparison because that's probably like the most accessible for people. Yeah, um, it's something that you can jump in on Magic Online for pretty cheap. Yeah, I don't know how and, much a draft is. Yeah, and also like there's a ton of content out there because all of the content creators love Vintage Cube. Yeah, it so, is. It like, is pick super somebody fun. and they've done coverage for it. I would say that like. The the people I have watched the most are probably LSV, yeah, um, and Kenji, mm-hmm. and then Caleb. Caleb D yeah. has done like you know if you turn on his stream around Christmas, uh, which I haven't in a while, but if you turn on his stream around Christmas, it'll just be like six hours of him drafting cube. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Lapore. Uh, there's a lot of VODs. He has not streamed or posted anything in a long time. Yeah. So, um, but like he also did a bunch of cube drafts and each of them definitely draft the cube very differently mm-hmm. and are for the most part pretty successful. So it also shows you how like from the same pool of cards yeah. you can, you know, get different um, like end up with different strategies and also you might be like well i don't want to watch a cube draft from like four years ago like the vintage cube hasn't really fundamentally changed that much yeah i'll add in like a few cards out of you know recent sets but for the most part it's pretty stable yeah and like the things that get added is like oh instead of having storm breath dragon which is a form uh three red red Four four flying haste dragon that has protection from red and like 
monstrous for like seven that deals damage equal to the number of cards in your opponent's hand or something, right? Yeah. Instead of having that, it's now Goldspan Dragon, right. right? So a lot of stuff that end up in the cube are like, hey, uh, this is a thing from the new standard set and we want to show it off. So we're going to put in this card mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, functionally equivalent to right. a card already in the cube. So if you like, you know, find that you like watching LSV uh, vintage cube drafts, you could watch them for the last like five years. And Mm -hmm. like the storm archetype is still pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, it's not like they've written new storm cards anytime soon. Right, or new rituals. Mono white is almost exactly the same. Yeah. Right, like the, you know. There's actually some new like mono white cards that are pretty good. There are, but like in terms of like, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're the, not getting rid of Thalia anytime soon. Yeah, but for like a lot of a lot of things, it's like, oh, it's like the same basic strategy again. It's like, oh, this three drop from 2017 is complete and utter garbage by 2022 uh, standards. So right. now it would be Welcoming Vampire and, uh, oh gosh, Skyclad Apparition as opposed mm-hmm. to being Fiend Hunter and Mentor of the Meek. Or I did that backwards, right? Welcoming yeah. Vampire is like Mentor of the Meek and Fiend Hunter is like Skycrit Life Apparition. So right. like there's changes like that where you get upgrades, but fundamentally the decks are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So in any well-constructed cube, you should be able to just basically pick all the cards in one color and end up with a deck. Mm-hmm. Right, so every cube has a mono white deck, a mono blue deck, a mono black deck, a mono red deck, and a mono green deck, and then mm-hmm. the secret deck, mono brown. <laughs> right, so mono white in most cubes are your like little aggressive creatures, your savanna lions, um, and you know depending on like the cube like you know, uh, Adanto Vanguard, Season Hollow Blade, those kind of things. Yeah. Right. Classic white weenie. Classic white weenie stuff. And then they usually have some sort of taxing element. Mm-hmm. So they'll have Thalia, or if they have, there's like the three drop taxing creature. Yeah. Uh, they might have that in there. There's some sort of disruptive thing element. Um, a lot of times they'll play like Manatithe. Because mm-hmm. they're trying to like pinch you on mana for a turn or two. Yeah, they'll have depending like, on like what kind of cube. Also, there's um like strip mine wasteland, strip mine wasteland, and then like Armageddon and Ravages of War. So like yeah. they'll try to be like go like one two three, and then on four like blow up the world and be right. like I'm gonna hope that my three creatures can beat you before you do whatever your deck's trying to do. Yeah, before you rebuild or whatever. Right. You're like, I'm going to get ahead, blow everything up, and then yeah. hold on for dear life. And then they also yeah. will have a um, like an equipment package. Like Usually the decks that make the best use of the swords, because usually mm-hmm. in Vintage and Legacy Cubes you have the, the Mirrodin swords, Yep. Um, are like the white aggressive decks. They can go into other decks, but typically it's like the white aggressive decks are like, 
well, I have this Thalia, and I'm going to play a sword. I'm going to put the sword on the Thalia, and we're going to just ride this thing. Mm-hmm. And hope it's good enough kind of deal. So, like, that's your mono white deck. Mono blue is, like, tempo disruption-y stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. There's usually enough, like, one and two drops and then, like, counter spells. Like, there's usually days, counter spell, things like sensor, mana leak, remand. Yeah. I'm just basically uh, rattling off most of the counter spells from my cube. Right? <laughs> memory lapse. I don't have memory lapse in there because I'm not a monster. Uh, maybe I maybe I should. I might not have enough counters in my cube, but uh, that's a personal choice. It can be changed later. But as of right now, I want people's spells to resolve. Uh, hey, but Force of Will is an uncommon. It is. It is not in the cube, but <laughs> again, maybe it should be. But a lot of times you will have um, those disruptive elements like Spell Pierce and Fading Hope. Just yeah. like, you know, your classic, like, probably blue tempo deck. Yep. Um, the mono blue deck can also skew control, too. It can. Um, like, if you don't want to play the tempo game, you can just counter, 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 counter. You know, stick a giant draw spell when they run out of gas or, you know, cast some monstrosity. Yeah, Hallbreaker Horror, right? Yeah. Like, that is, a, that is a vintage cube good enough card. Yes. Um, right. And then uh, one of those decks that is not always great, but for some reason people love it, is the mono black deck. Mm -hmm. Right? So the thing that the mono black deck also like often leans into like devotion. Yeah. So, right? Like its thing is like there's usually a lot of creatures in the cube that just have, like, ridiculous black mana cost requirements. So, like, you have Gifted Aetherborn, which is mm-hmm. black, bat, black. And then you have uh, Phyrexian Obliterator. Yep, which black, is black, black, black. Yeah. And then you have Grey Merchant. Yep. And so you're trying to, like, you know, play, you know, your um, your aggressive one mana two ones. You yep. know, Gutter Bones, uh, Blood... What was the guy from cons uh blood soak champion champion yeah yeah uh like these recursive two like one mana two ones and then you have um uh, gifted aetherborn gifted aetherborn and other like double black things and then like you get your disruptive creatures where you have mesmeric fiend or Mm -hmm. kite sail freebooter those kind of things and like you're just trying to play all these things that have all these black mana symbols and then get paid off in some way, usually with like Grey Merchant. You have good removal, yep. you have some interaction with like discard spells, mm-hmm. and there you go. You've got like a you got yourself a stew going. Yep. Mono red is the burn deck. Right? Yeah, I mean it's kind of just what you expect it to be. Yep. One like you go one, two, three, and you've got burn spells. I should mention mono white and mono red. Uh, both usually want to have some number of uh, creature lands. Yeah. So um, usually there's Mutavault or Mistress Factory mm-hmm. in the cube. Like those typically want to end up in those red or white aggressive decks. Um, yeah, pr- probably a little bit harder to get Faceless Haven, right? Because snow lands are. Yeah, you can't put his Faceless Haven in. So it's like Mutavault yeah. 
and uh like you could like depending on the power level of the cube like uh crawling barons would work mm-hmm. um but it's usually like Mutavault and Mutavault and uh Mistress Factory um like again I put in together uh popper sorry a peasant cube so commons and uncommons uh the white uh creature land is complete and utter trash yeah for so forbidden foreboding watchtower yeah it's like a you activate it and it's a one five one five yeah uh so i only so i have mistress factory and i have a uh, get encampment okay uh as like so i have the red one but i the, the white one's just so bad like i couldn't justify yeah. putting it in um and then mono green is typically play elf ramp play big thing off of your elf ramp and um your your big thing can vary like in vintage or legacy cube it's usually crater huff yeah it's a great thing to ramp into um they will often have they'll have like natural order so you can like do the thing that elves does where you just natural order into your crater huff yeah and win the game that way but usually like any big thing. Okay, fine. I'm going to ramp into um, an Eldrazi. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, totally a doable thing. Yep. So, those, like, so those are all things that, like, if you sit down and you're just like, I don't know what to do. Right? You could, like, the one of the best decks in Vintage Cube is Mono White and Mono Red. In terms yeah. of, like, if you want to sit down and, like, 2-1 or 3-0 your draft... Mm-hmm. you just draft mono red yeah i think i ha- I haven't played a ton of cubes but the cu- the few that i have done um the white weenie deck won mm-hmm. like most of them i think uh i remember losing uh mono gr- losing the mono green a ton as well yeah. but like mono white and mono red particularly mono red is called the fun police yeah because in cube you're trying to do this big fancy crazy all these big fancy crazy things and mono red's just like you know jackal pup and uh eidolon into chain whirler yeah bolt you lightning strike and you're like oh i'm at like three if they draw literally any card in their deck i die because i got an eidolon out if i cast anything i die <laughs> yeah and you're just like okay well i guess i'm dead yeah. So, uh, but those are always just like there, and like it depends on the cube how strongly they're supported, mm-hmm. right? Like I think like mono, mono black in like the peasant poppery cube is harder, right? Because you can't have Frexian Obliterator, right? right? There's not as many like you know just like straight black 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 casting costs yeah i think normally like in peasant uh mono black kind of skews more towards like hand disruption they play a lot more discard spells yeah i just have a ton of removal so it's it ends up being more of like like mono black control there's like ways to draw cards and get value but like it's gonna be different for every cube Mm -hmm. but for the most part each color each color should have a monocolored deck that is like functional. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason it is, is like they're 
none of the cards are bad. Right. Right. Like the worst card card in your cube is probably like the tenth best card from the from its draft format or something. Right. It's like, oh man, this card's not very good in cube. It's like, oh, that was like the best card in, you know, Odyssey Block Limited. Right. And it's like, oh, well, that was a long time ago and Odyssey cards sucked. Yes, they did, but it was the <laughs> best one. Yeah. Um So always like know that, that that's gonna be there. So if you like sit down and you're like, all right, I don't know what to do, like take the red cards. Mm-hmm. Like that'll well, work out for you. Take the white cards. You mentioned uh kind of briefly mono brown also oh yeah you mono. Talk about that here or? yeah we can talk about it here it kind of like it kind of leads into like uh some of the classic uh, archetype the next classic archetype it was yeah. just like it's like a big mana deck yeah. it's basically trying to take advantage of in uh the vintage cube there's one you have the moxin mm-hmm. right but you also have um Mishra's um, workshop, Mishra's workshop, and you have Ancient Tomb. Yeah. So you have these like fast, like these accelerated mana things for artifacts, or just that give you colorless mana. Yeah. Do and they put a Metalworker in Vintage Cube too? There's Metalworker in Vintage Cube. Yeah. Uh, there's there's Metalworker uh, Lightning Greaves combo. Yeah. Uh, Lightning Greaves gives equips for zero and gives something. Hexproof and haste. I think it's so shroud like, and haste. Right? Shroud and haste. So yeah. you can like play lightning greaves on two, then metal worker equip. Tap your metal worker, show your hand full of artifacts, and get like ten mana. Yeah, and then play a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Do um. There's steal somebody. Blight steal someone. Uh, there's uh the mono brown decks are often mono brown splashing blue. Because you get things like Tinker. Yeah. Right, where you're like, okay, turn one, Soul Ring, Lotus Petal, Tinker away my Soul Ring, get an Inkwell Leviathan. And you're like, okay, Oof. here you go. Right? Deal with this thing. And your opponent's on like a three-turn clock, and if they don't kill your Inkwell <laughs> Leviathan, you win. And like, if they have a Chainer's Edict, you lose. Yeah. <laughs> This is the way of the world. Or you're like, oh, Blight steal you on turn two. And they're like, swords. And you're like, well, that was fun. So usually, <laughs> usually, up. yeah, there's, these are usually rampy decks that are, are playing all colorless things. They'll have some artifact synergy. So things like Tinker. Maybe they'll have Thoughtcast. Maybe yeah. they'll have Goblin Welder. They'll be blue, red, or just red. So they'll have Goblin Welder and Duretti mm-hmm. that are like red cards that we need to like bring artifacts in and out of your graveyard trash for treasure trash for treasure things like that where they're trying to like you know the cards that are just like specifically like refurbish you know return an artifact from your graveyard okay well you gotta put i gotta have artifacts right so uh but for the most part the like the um the other thing that the artifact decks can be are upheaval decks this is particularly in the vintage cube Mm-hmm. Right, you play a ton of mana rocks that you can generate a ton of ma- uh, a ton of mana for, and then yeah. you play upheaval, which is four blue blue return all permanents to their owner's hands. Mm-hmm. So you tap all your mana rocks and make twelve mana. You use six of it to play 
upheaval. Yep. Right? And then you use that six mana to start casting the mana rocks that you return to your hand. But then those mana rocks tap for more mana. So you're able to play out your hand and have all of these mana rocks or like get a threat down. Yeah. And your opponent is probably going to pass the turn after they played a land and then discarded seven cards. Right. Right. And so you're super far ahead. So the, the mono brown decks are typically like I said, mana rock, big mana doing stuffs, which leads into like the ramp archetype. Mm -hmm. Right. So, right. Which is like we said, mono green is typically the ramp archetype. It's elves. And then the big things. Right. Uh, I mean, not just elves, so it could be any kind of mana dork. Yeah, but they're usually like mana dorks, and then they have a couple, right? It's usually they're mono green, uh, and then they will like oftentimes splash a color or yeah. two. So like Kenji likes to draft blue green all the time, mm-hmm. right? So you have the green for the mana, Right, and then the blue for interaction or like finishers. You're like, oh, a hydrid crisis for six is good everywhere. Yes. Right. Hydrid crisis for ten is even better. Right. So like you'll be blue green for like hydrid crisis, and maybe like you know another draw spell or like blue sun zenith or something. You're like, okay, mill you out. Mm-hmm. Or um, just back up. Yeah, um, or then blue green also will be uh, the upheaval deck. Not upheaval deck. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Well, it can be upheaval, but uh, opposition. Okay. Where you have all these little creatures, and then opposition is two, two, two blue, blue. Tap a creature. Tap a permanent. Mm-hmm. So all of your creatures become free icy manipulators. Nice. So you play opposition, and you've got all these mana dorks, and you're like, okay, on your upkeep, tap all your lands. Whew go and now your opponent has no mana and then you just grind the game to a halt until you play some finisher right right um terastodon is also a card that shows up a lot in cubes yeah scary terry yeah nasty terasty you uh (laughs) what is it it's six green green for a nine nine and you can destroy up to three uh non-creature permanents yep yep non-creature permanents and then for each one you destroy, you make a 3-3 three, three elephant. So yeah. you can blow up three of your opponent's things, and then they have enough elephants to kill your Terastodon. Mm-hmm. Or they have, you know, six power of elephants that you can't block uh, with your Terastodon. Or you can be like, I'm going to blow up three of my things, and now I have 18 power. Oof. You're go. Right? And you just, like, cross your fingers that your opponent doesn't have, like, a wrath. Mm-hmm. And then you try to ride your Terastodon to victory. But, yeah. like, you're going big. So the, the, and then, or you can be, like, green, red, and, like, fireball people. Yeah. Uh, green, the white. Channel fireball. Channel fireball. In the vintage cube, channel is a big thing. Mm-hmm. So green, green, you can pay life. And for each life you pay, you get one colorless mana. Yep. So that lets you, like, Ulamog people on turn two. You're like forest, forest, channel, pay ten life, exile both of your lands. Go. Oh, yes. and I have a ten ten. 
<laughs> That's right. gonna mill you twenty cards. Yeah. So in your in your forty card deck, uh, yeah. I will kill you two ways. <laughs> you will have no life, and you will have no cards. Um. So, I mean, those games. So, a thing I remember about Cube is as I'm talking about like Ulamogs on turn two, is there are definitely games where you don't play the game, mm-hmm. right? Especially in powered cubes, your opponents like turn two storm off kill you, turn two Ulamog you, right? And those games. Sometimes you just have to be like, wow, that was really cool that that happened, right? Yeah. Uh, but for every game that that ha- like, that'll happen to you, but then you're also going to be on the giving end, mm-hmm. right? And you That's just have kind to- of the point of cube, too. Yeah, you had just kind of have to realize that, like, we're both going to be able to do big, flashy things a lot of times. Hopefully. Hopefully. So sometimes I'm going to do the big, cool thing. Mm-hmm. or other times my opponent is or you're like playing mono red and you're like you're gonna get to turn four if you're lucky and then you're gonna right. die and so your big flashy thing is just deading them before they get to do any of their stuff mm-hmm. so there's a give and take to it um so we already went over the artifact decks but yeah. most of the ramp so depending on the cube Right, there are some cubes that work really hard to make sure all the ramp is green. Right, that they don't have a lot of mana rocks. The vintage cube has a ton of mana rocks, so like it wouldn't really be the vintage cube if it didn't have the moxin and alois, which is a bunch of mana rocks. But like it also has the signets, yeah, which you don't realize how powerful they are, but they're super powerful. Yeah, so it like, usually has Stall Ring too, right? Mana has Crypt. Stall Ring, Mana Crypt, Mana Vault. Yeah. All of the um, Signets. Uh, and has like Hedron Archive, Mind Stone. Yeah. Things of that nature. So like you do end up with a lot of ramp in like colorless and in green. But there are some people that are like, I want green to be the ramp color. I'm mm-hmm. going to like be like sparing on the mana rocks so that I only get acceleration in green because that's how I want like my cube to feel. And so that kind of depends. But usually green and then mana rocks. Because what the mana rocks do is they make any color a ramp color, right? Right. If you take like six mana rocks, you can be blue and play Consecrated Sphinx on turn four. Yikes. Right? And then you're like, yeah, right? But if someone's like, I don't want that to happen, you're blue, you shouldn't get to do that, mm-hmm. they can, like, not put the mana rocks in. Right. So, all right, now you have the the sad archetypes. <laughs> the the other fun police. The other fun police. Yeah. Which That's is... A, the control decks. Yes. Uh, normally, there's a blue-white control deck, um, I would imagine, with Teferi in it. <laughs> Yes. Wrath of God, yes. stuff like that. Counter spells. Mm-hmm. And also, like I alluded to when you were talking about the mono blue tempo deck, there's usually some sort of mono blue like control deck also. Yeah, where like again, like you could be mono blue and have mana rocks and upheaval someone. Mm-hmm. Or just counter a bunch of stuff and then like you said, just play big dumb idiot. Yeah. Uh or you know, Hallbreakers uh 
or Hallbreaker Horror's case, he's a very smart idiot. He's like, yeah, I'm big and I'm smart. I'll bounce your thing. <laughs> um, so it's both tyrant. Yeah, so it's kind of hard, um, right? Like blue by its nature, right, has card draw and like stack interaction. That's just yeah. what it has, right? Right, and that's what you need for a control deck. Black has a bunch of removal. White mm-hmm. has like general removal and sweepers. Right. So like you always just kind of fall into there being some sort of control deck, usually in every color but green. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you could see yourself being, you know, a blue red kind of control deck that, you know, you know, has like three dragons as finishers. Or yep. you're or you're a Jess guy because you got, you know, Banishing Light and Swords the Plowshares and a couple other, like, and a Teferi in white. And you got the counter spells and card draw in blue, but you were short a little bit more removal. And you were like, oh, I got like a Lightning Bolt, the Lightning Helix, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a Searing Blaze. Electrolyze, yeah. So I got those. Yeah. So, like, this is like, I'm going to be Jess guy. So is it's it kinda- Statocaster. <laughs> current like legacy like all-star sideboard card oh yeah yeah I definitely got blown out by is it static Hester once or twice yes um yeah i just had a bunch of narcomibos that never got to see the light of day yeah narcomibo zap it dang it <laughs> um but you definitely have the um oh gosh like you have like it's blue white x a lot of times or like Mm -hmm. blue black blue white or blue red it's like somewhere in there i mean and depending on the build like some of the best like legacy control decks now are like bant right because you get crazy crazy world we live in (laughs) because you get like uro and in in oko and endurance right like in the vintage cube those cards are all like in the cube and it's go time Mm -hmm. right so you know, you could be banned where you're like, okay, like I have Wrath of God, Day of Judgment, and Sphinx's Revolution, not Sphinx's Revolution, uh, Supreme Verdict. Supreme Verdict, yeah. Yeah, and I've got like Oko and Uro and a couple other like uh, green cards, like, you know, I've got Veil Beast Within or Veil of Summer, right? And now. Primal Command. Yeah, and I can combine these things with. My blue card. So there's always, there's always a control deck somewhere, mm-hmm. right? There's some way to put it together. Um, I think my experience. I haven't played the Arena Cube this time because the I last time either. I, the last time I played the Arena Cube, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Because it felt like all the decks were the same. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, they were all kind of like control go big mush piles. Yeah. Like they didn't really differentiate themselves a whole lot. There was like it kind of broke down like standard broke down where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, there's a bunch of like aggressive decks, mono white, mono red. And then there's like, you know, the agent of treachery deck. Yeah. Like you're going really big with sweepers and then you're just going to like bury your opponent. And it's like, can I play a three drop creature? No, no, <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> But but it gets me such value. You're dead. 
you can't play a three drop. It's like, okay. Yep. Right. So there's just like that. It kind of mirrored standard too much where it was all like, you know, all the seven and eight mana stuff is so unbelievable and it's so easy to get there. We're just going to do that. So, but there's, yeah, I mean, only... that kind of makes sense though, because that's all that's been on arena is like that type of format. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like maybe it's different now that you have access to, you know, the, the bane of my historic uh, existence, like yeah. a third of like modern horizons too. Yeah, maybe. Right. Maybe that has changed it some, but for the most part, you know, I haven't, I haven't tried, but like that format very much felt like it was. Like control, like control and like control and ramp decks kind of mushed together, mm-hmm. right? Where you're like controlling the early turns and then just like going over the top and getting a huge advantage. Yeah. Um. So you have on here like there's usually some sort of like aristocrats deck. So arist- yeah. aristocrats, if you don't know, um, comes from I guess it was like RTR standard, um. Uh, well, it was Innistrad with like Falconrath Aristocrat. Oh, it was Falconrath Aristocrat, like because there's also yeah. Cartel Aristocrat that yeah. kind of does the same thing. Basically, like a sack yeah. outlet, a sack outlet, and then creatures that die in into either, some sort of value. Into some sort of value, either they deal damage, they draw cards, um, yep. they usually die into other creatures. Yep. So you might have a thing where you have a Blood Artist. It's like, oh, when something dies, I deal one damage. And then you're like, oh, I have this creature that dies into one creature and then dies into another. So I can get two drain triggers off my blood artist if this dies uh, mm-hmm. if with this one card. So you do like you chip in for some damage and then you're like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice four things and deal you eight damage. Yeah. And I'm going to win the game that way. So yep. we've all played against um, a Mayhem Devil, like right. the Red poster. Yeah, so there's the, like, red-black deck. Well, the Aristocrats deck can be red-black, kind of built on... It's usually black, so yeah, it can be... white-black or red-black. Exactly. White-black has a... White has a multitude of creatures that die into something else. White's pretty good about, um, like, bringing cheap creatures back to the battlefield also, mm-hmm. which is another reason to be white. Right, the Sun so, Titan effect. Yeah, or what's the... I cut it from my cube. The It's from Modern Horizons 2. It's two and a white, and it's like bring a one drop from the... It's an enchantment that at the end of turn you can bring a one mana card from your graveyard to the battlefield, or you gain a life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's just a card that says put me in Martyr proc. Right. Uh, right, but... um. Like, you can have effects like that that are just going to constantly bring back creatures. So black is usually good at giving you ways to sacrifice your creatures either for no mana cost or low mana cost. Mm -hmm. And ways to turn those creatures dying into advantage. Yeah. So Blood Artist, um, Bastion of Remembrance from uh, Ikoria. Ikoria, yep. It's Um, also pretty good about turning them into other cards. Yeah, like uh, uh, Grim Morbid Oppor- or Morbid Opportunist yep. from uh, what was that uh, Midnight Hunt? I do believe. Yep. Um, so, like, so black usually is your payoff in your enablers, and then white and red oftentimes give you the food. 
Yeah. Red oftentimes in the form of like tokens. Mm-hmm. Or depending on how the cube is built, like you could have active treasure, active treason, uh, claim the firstborn. Like you could have a bunch of threatened type effects mm-hmm. that are going to take your opponent's creatures, and then you're going to eat them. So yep. they're more along the lines of a of like a removal spell, mm-hmm. right? Or it's like I'm going to play Hordling Outburst in Cranko's Command and dragon fodder and make a bunch of tokens and then eat all of those tokens yeah so much like white's like here's a one one that dies into a one one uh so you get two sacks out of one card red oftentimes does that by here's two tokens yeah one card turned into two things one card turned into three things yeah right because red doesn't have a lot of things that die into other things right I say that in, uh, oh, what's his Annex. name? Well, Annex, and then, uh, what's his name's raising his hand right now? Uh, the stupid 1 1 first striker that dies into an army token. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I forget what he's called, but. Grim something. Yeah. Grim Initiate? Grim Initiate, yep. We did it. And you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, oh, good old what's annex and i'm like oh yeah annex isn't in my cube how do i find face space for him <laughs> like that's really selling the mono red deck short um that's another thing is like making a cube like there are so you get so many like ideas and things you're like oh i could do that i could do that and you're like like there are only 540 cards i can't do <laughs> all of it right so i and that's another thing you know we're kind of a little over the place but like as you draft a cube, like mm-hmm. I think drafting a cube once is super hard. Yeah. Because you don't know how well the different monocolored archetypes are supported. Or you don't know how well the you know, the white black sacrifice deck is supported, right? Yeah. And so you're like, oh, there's definitely some cards here for white black sack. Right? But you don't know if like you've seen the best ones. Or if someone else is in it, or if it's just not well supported. Yeah. So, like, I think that the cube experience gets better the more more you you draft the cube. Yeah. Because you can be like, oh, I know that this is in, that this thing is in the cube. Or I know that this archetype is good. Or I know that these are the cards I really want if I'm going to be in this archetype. Yeah. Right. Um, Another thing real quick that LSV talks about is you have to trust the person that made the cube. In what do you that, mean by that? If there's Splinter Twin in the cube, right? Okay. You have to trust that the person who made the cube also put Pestermite Deceiver in the cube. <laughs> That's a pretty mean trick to play on somebody yeah, if you don't. But, but the point being is that like if I put a combo card in, right, yeah. the other half the combo's in the cube, yeah. right? That you're not putting Splinter Twin in the cube for value <laughs> and not putting in the combo, right? So, like, you have, right, if there's Kiki Jiki, right, you're like, oh, okay, there's Splinter Twin, there's probably Kiki Jiki, and there's probably the three or four creatures that go with them. Right. Right? Because, like, I don't have Deceiver, Exarch, or Pestermite in my version of the cube. 
mm-hmm. because there's nothing that goes with them. And there, there's nothing in uncommon. There's nothing in uncommon. All right. Uh, I've built in other splinter twins that are like green white, but yeah. I have I don't have like there's not like just a splinter twin. Um, but right, there's no reason for those cards to be in the cube. Like if you see Pester Might and Deceiver back to back, and you take them, you should feel pr- fairly confident that uh, Splinter Twin and Kiki Jiki are at least in the cube. Maybe you yeah. don't see them because someone else drafts them or they don't come out of the box because it's a 540 cu- card cube and yeah. you only need 360 to do an eight person draft. So a third of the cube is always like chilling. Yeah. Right. And then, but like you have to trust that those cards are there. So if you yeah. see a combo piece, you have to trust that the other piece is there. Mm-hmm. Right. That you're not just getting like screwed. Yeah. So, you know, if you see Ivy Lane Denison, it's there because it does shenanigans <laughs> and the shenanigans. Because I learned I went my I Googled like popper infinite combos. Oh, yeah. Ivy Lane Denison's just busted. Yeah. What else is a combo with any sack outlet and a persist creature? Because oh, yeah. it puts the plus one plus one counter on anything. Yeah. So like sack outlet plus Ivy Lane Denison plus like. Oh, what is he called? Um, oh, gosh. I'm blanking. Uh, Kitchen Finks. It's just infinite life. Mm-hmm. So there are just a bunch of, like, other things it does. So you, like, kind of have to trust that, like, if you see Ivy Lane Denison, there are shenanigans possible. Yeah. Because that is a card that lends itself to shenanigans. Just Makes like I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to put, um, uh, uh, was it Freed from the Unreal? That's the enchantment that untaps. Pay a blue untap. Yeah. Uh, enchanted creature or tap chained cr- enchanted creature. Yeah. The only thing I have in the cube right now that works is Gyre Engineer. Because that Gyre Engineer taps for blue green. Yeah. So with uh, Freed from the Unreal or Freed from the Real, it makes infinite green mana. Oh. Because you use the blue to untap it and you just make green. Right. But I was like, I feel like I would need another creature, and I don't have another slot for a creature right now. Mm. It's like, it's in the back of my head. I'm like, there's a maybe box. Right. But you have <laughs> to trust that, like, if you see Freed from the Unreal, like, that's not a card, or Freed from the Real. That's not a card that's just, like, in the cube because the person typically is not like, I love this card so much. <laughs> it reminds me of my youth. It's like, no, it's in here because shenanigans. Right. So if you take it, then you should like anticipate that hopefully you'll see the shenanigan that goes with it. So that's just something that to keep goes in mind. The other way too, though, like there's some cards that are just staples. Yes, and they're... while they may be combo cards, they're also just good cards. Yeah, they're just like, cards uh, that are like in there. Resto Angel. Yeah, like is definitely part of Kiki combo, but could also, you know, just be a good card. Yeah, like it definitely like. It's like, oh, I am the quintessential, like, blue-white blink archetype thing. Yeah. And I am also the Kiki combo thing. Yeah. And I'm just, like, a generic, like, thing blue-white control can play. Like, oh, you you didn't do anything this turn? I did not. Cool. Flash and Resto. Now there's a clock. Let's go. 
Didn't, right. Wasn't Resto Angel just reprinted at un- Uncommon? Was it? I did not look. If it was, like it needs to be it needs to be on the team. There's definitely a home for it. It has a spot. But I thought it was I didn't know if it was. I did not look. Uh um, I thought it was. No, oh, maybe not. We as the as the entire podcast comes to a grinding halt. Yeah. See no, it if, wasn't. It was a special rarity in Time Spiral re- remastered. Yeah. So it, uh, it doesn't it count. Uncommon. Yeah. Uh but um yeah, like you just kind of have to like hope those things are there. But yeah, there are definitely cards that are just in the cube. Yeah. Because they are good, but they also happen to be part of another com- yeah, another compo. Um another like archetype is some sort of go wide archetype. There's not really a tokens archetype in like the the vintage cube. Yeah. Um but like What's the green white archetype in vintage cube. I just want to say being bad. But <laughs> um uh, well, I mean that's the case like in basically any draft format, right? Yeah. I don't I don't know what it is typically uh cuz like green ends up just being so ramp heavy. Like yeah. the the green white card that like I immediately think of is Marari's Wake. Which is which, a ramp card. Yeah, which is just like go really big. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what the green white archetype typically is. But like tokens can be usually green white or green or green white or red white. Yeah. Is your traditional like tokens archetype. Just like in like a regular draft. Mm-hmm. Um so you can do that. There's sometimes uh, things like overrun, mm-hmm. in, which is like, what is it? Two, green, green, green. Give all your creatures plus two, plus two, and trample. Is it plus two, plus two, or plus three, plus three? Maybe it's plus three, plus three. It just ends the game. Yeah. yeah, basically. But like you can, so you'll have stuff like that where you're just like, okay, pump them up real big. Um, But the vintage cube, like the power level of the cube makes that archetype kind of hard. Yeah. Right? Because you're like, you know, making a bunch of one ones and your opponent's like, you know, playing giant stuff and like taking all of the turns Mm -hmm. or any number of things. So I think that like I have um, a red white kind of tokens theme in like, I think it's like a popper or peasant like power level thing, but not like powered cube. Yeah, I, I think gotcha. that like you could do like an arena cube version of it and that would be fine. But I think like if other stuff gets too powerful, I don't know how powerful that archetype is. That's true. Makes um, sense. Mill. I guess mill mill can be a thing. Like if you think about like all the different times that blue that mill has been like an archetype, it's not doesn't happen a lot though. Uh, like, Again, like thinking vintage and legacy cube, like they don't usually have specific mill cards. Well, I mean, isn't the kill condition for storm a mill card? Uh, one of them. I mean, uh, I guess freeze. that makes it a stor- storm archetype and not yeah. a mill archetype. But yeah, so we've mentioned storm a couple times, and yeah. so we should probably talk about it because we just keep sure. going back to it. <laughs> so storm is. 
one of the Vintage Cube sacred cows. Yeah, it's always there. It's always there. It's basically not got a card printed for it in like 12 years. <laughs> right? Well, they don't print storm cards anymore. Well, they don't print cards that say storm unless it's Chatterstorm uh, or, or Galvanic Blast. Not Galvanic, not Galvanic, but Galvanic, whatever the relay, relay right? Uh, unless it's Modern Horizons 2 because there are no yeah. rules. But for the most part, it's the same like it's a combination of spells that generate mana. So your rituals, yep. which they haven't printed like a good ritual in literal years. Yeah, they um, don't do that anymore. Going through my cube, going through cards for my cube, pyretic ritual is from mm-hmm. M thirteen. That was the last one. I think that's the last. That's the last one at common and uncommon. Yeah. And like they they printed um, iron crag feet. But they made it so you can't storm off with it because you can only cast one more spell. Yep. Right? So they don't really print rituals, but it's a combination of rituals. So typically dark ritual, cabal ritual. Um, oh, what's it called? Dark ritual, cabal ritual. Uh, desperate ritual in red. Mm-hmm. Uh, pyretic ritual. Desperate ritual. Seething song. So all of these, it's like one mana to make two, two mana to make three, two mana to make three, and then three mana to make five. five. Yep. Right? So you have these ways to generate mana. Then you have, like, free spells. So those are things like uh, Mana Morphos, right? It's Mm -hmm. two mana to make two mana and draw a card. Right. Uh, Gitaxium Probe, pay two life, like pay Phyrexian mana, draw a card. Yeah. Um gush return two islands to your hand draw two cards so ways to get cards mm-hmm. and then um things uh, then cards that say storm that copy themselves for each other spell that were cast that turn so to- all of the rituals that you played and all of the cantrips that you played mm-hmm. and then there's brain freeze which has storm target player mills three mm-hmm. which so, is limited you don't need very many spells to kill with yeah so that's like 10 or 11 spells yeah um 10 drills of agony two black black uh uh deal to gain two so you yep. need 10 of the 10 spells for that or nine plus then the tendrils makes 10 um grape shot takes 20 it's yeah. deal one so that's that's hard mode. Uh, but sometimes you can like grape shot to, um, you know, do a little baby storm off and control the board. Mm-hmm. Like kill three things. Speed down some creatures, yeah. Yeah. Now build my hand back up and then try again with like another win condition. And now there's Chatterstorm, mm-hmm. which makes a 1-1 one, one squirrel. And then there's Empty the Warrens that makes uh, two goblins with storm for three and a red. Yep. So you have ways to make mana, ways to draw cards, your storm payoffs. The other thing you often have are cost reducers. So in the... um, Is it Goblin Electromancer? Goblin Electromancer and Baral in the Vintage Cube. Yeah. In the old versions, things that could be in there now or like, or that is in my cube is... uh, 
Goblin Anarchomancer. Yeah, from Modern Horizons. Modern Horizons right, reduces the cost of red and green spells. So mm-hmm. all of your rituals become one to make two or one to make three yeah. or two to make five, which like over the course of like a storm turn, like it's you huge. can generate four, five, six extra mana. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a throwback is, oh gosh, it's the black card. It's one in the black um, from like, oh gosh, plane shift. Uh, oh, what is it called? It like reduces the cost of red and blue spells. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, there was a cycle of them, right? Yeah, it's like the night familiars. Some, yeah, nightscape familiar. Yeah, uh, there yep, we go. That's what it is. Um, so like that, you can have that as well. So you can have cost reducers plus rituals, and then the other thing that you can do is if you're really heavy blue, you can play high tide. Oh, <laughs> which makes all of your islands tap for two mana. Yeah, and then you play things like um, Frantic Search, which is draw two, which is two and a blue, draw two, discard two, untap three lands. Mm-hmm. Um, Cloud of Fairies, one in the blue yep. for a one-one flyer, untap two lands. Uh, Turnabout, tap, uh, pay four mana. And you can tap or untap creatures, lands, or artifacts, uh, target player mm-hmm. controls. So you're like, okay, high tide, tap my three remaining islands, get six mana, untap my islands, tap them again. Now I have 10 total mana. Yeah. Right. So it lets you go up in mana really fast. So now, helpfully, you can draw your can, you can draw cantrips in your other rituals and stuff uh, and have ways to fix your mana. Mm-hmm. So. Like, that is... Now, I say that as, like, the Sacred Cow, it doesn't go away, but it's also typically bad. Like, people draft it because it is really fun. Mm -hmm. The problem is it's also really difficult to play. Right? Like Yeah, I think also, like, because it's so much fun, people tend to fight over a little bit too, right? Yeah, it's one of those archetypes that, like, if it's wide open congratulations yeah like you've you've done it but people really enjoy it and so people will sit down and be like oh there's a ritual in this pack and a swords the plowshares i'm gonna take the ritual because i want to play storm today yeah and they'll take the ritual and then that was not the right choice right like and then someone else might be like three picks into their pack and there might be another ritual or like a tendrils like oh i'm just gonna take this tendrils and try to do this and now or you got to take it just in case storms open yeah well if i get if i see some rituals then i'll take the then i can like pivot into storm and so yeah. you might not get your win con which if you listen to lsv win cons don't matter i once saw him storm off make infinite mana with a palancron and mm-hmm. use it to um kill someone by repeatedly bouncing a siege game commander <laughs> and then throwing goblins at them. Cause his chat was like, but you don't have any wind conditions. Like you don't need wind conditions. <laughs> I will throw this draft with only garbage. Like point was like, like there was a tendrils or a brain freeze or a grape shot. And he was like, I'm not taking it. 
I'm going to prove a point. <laughs> and then just like palancron and then bounce this stupid siege game commander a million times and won that way. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, cool. Uh, I would suggest getting a win con unless you're trying to like do it on hard mode. Yeah, I'm um, not LSV. I am not LSV either. But, right, that's like the... And so it gets fought over. Mm-hmm. And then people will draft it when it's not open. Like, not even because it's fought over, right? Maybe not all the cards were open that you were supposed to, like... Right. That you needed. And you get, like, half a Storm deck and half a Control deck. That doesn't work. You have no deck. Correct. Right? Like, Storm is a deck that you have to have all of the pieces for. Yeah, you definitely need to be all in. Yeah, it can't be like, I've got all the Rituals... And all the card draw, but then not the storm cards. Or I have three storm cards and no rituals. That's Probably not going to work. Yeah. So it's a really hard archetype, but it's also one that people enjoy playing. You see it a lot on streams because people like to watch people play it. Yeah, it makes for good content. Yeah, so people will always will always draft it, even if they shouldn't. Yep. So, well... It is a. So, could you say that Storm is the saffron olive? It's a saffron olive. Makes it, it just makes for good content. It just makes for good content. Yeah. Um, speaking of good content, and speaking of saffron, uh, released a video today. It was he got a big brain Bruce that didn't get there. Yeah. And he played. Oh gosh, I forget what it's called. Like two and a green, like transform all humans that can be transformed. So he's playing a bunch of, like, of the transform cards that have, like, you know, random transform conditions. Mm -hmm. And then he played a bunch of the flipped planeswalkers. Oh, all right. Okay. And so he gets a bunch of stuff down, and he's like, oh, yeah, we're doing it. And he casts a spell, and all of his flipped planeswalkers went to the graveyard. Because if you remember the flipped walkers... Oh, because they have to exile and then return so they get loyalty counters on them? Yes, so none of his planeswalkers got loyalty. <laughs> so he, he won the game because he made... This is a modern. He made an Ormondal from uh, from the, uh, the, the... The blade? No, from the black creature that makes a 1-1 one, one that like if a, the three humans oh, the die. New one. Yeah. yeah. So he made an Ormondal and won the game. Uh, <laughs> but he... Killed like three flip walkers, <laughs> and then went Jason to ex- and Ashandra. Yeah, and went on to explain like why it happened. But he was like, "Yep." Yeah. So that was the only game I recorded with that because uh, it didn't work. <laughs> He's like, "So sometimes if you think like I have this really cool idea, why is no one doing it?" They probably thought about That's it. Why? And then realized it didn't work. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So. Yes, that is Storm. Sometimes you play it and you realize halfway through, like, huh, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Oh, the other Storm card that you get in Vintage Cube is you get Mind's Desire. Ooh. And Mind's Desire, you actually build that deck kind of differently. Because mm-hmm. you end up putting a bunch of, like, big dumb things in your deck. Yeah, you need hits for the Mind's Desire. Yeah. And you're sometimes, sometimes your mind is sometimes you build it like a regular storm deck, and you're like, Well, I'm gonna mind's desire into rituals and cantrips, and hopefully a storm finisher. Yeah, 
Uh, but other times you're like, I'm a Mice Desires deck, and I'm going to have four Eldrassi. And I'm going to hope to Mice Desire into an Emrakul. Well, and then that's that how we're going to win. Leads us into the, the next archetype that I wanted to talk about, which is Sneak Attack or Through the Breach or something along those lines. Oh, uh, yeah. So the secret, like... The secret non-monocolored best deck in Vintage Cube is probably blue-red uh, uh, sneak attack. Yeah. So um, this is an archetype that, like LSV and um, Gabby and Marshall draft a lot, right? Because it pairs you, it gives you the good cheap red interaction, right? Lightning mm -hmm. Bolt, Lightning Strike, a Braid... Those kind of things. With the cheap blue interaction, preordain, ponder, brainstorm, Days. counterspell, remand, days, those things, right? But then it just kind of has this combo finish tapped on. So, mm -hmm. right, what's good about being in like blue and red initially is that deck has a lot of ways to go, right? Yep. You could be low to the ground, blue, red, Delver stuff. You could be um, blue-red twin, mm -hmm. or you could be blue-red sneak attack, right? So yeah. sneak attack, three and a red for an enchantment. You pay R, you put a creature onto the battlefield, and it gets haste, but you have to, re you have to sacrifice it at the end of turn? Uh, no, return to hand. Or does it return to hand? Mm, I don't remember. Not, yeah, I don't remember now. Through the breach is sacrifice. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, you get like a one shot with your creature. No, you sacrifice at the beginning of the next end step. Beginning of the next end step. Yep. So you like you so you get like a one shot with your creature. So yep. a lot of times you'll you'll use it for things like the Eldrazi. Mm -hmm. Right? You're like get this down, pay a red, emrakul you. Yep. Right? Annihilator trigger hit you for 15. Yeah, blow up six things. Good yep. luck, right? Sometimes, like you do things like a big Atarka. Oh it's yeah, like, that's a good one. It's an eight eight that comes into play and deals five yep. to like any number of targets. So you can like wrath their board, hit them for eight, give yourself some time to like find uh, more things. Thing. Yeah, your next thing. Um, but you're doing all this like super cheap. And so, yeah, one red mana. Yeah, one red mana. And through the breach is like your backup. Mm -hmm. The trap is don't play show and tell. Yeah, why is that? Because in cube, everyone always says your opponent always puts something better than you. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Right? Like, in, like, Legacy, like... Your opponent's playing, like, Delvers and Uros that are going to go to the graveyard and stuff, and you're just like, Emrakul you. Yeah. Right? Or Grizzlebrand draw seven. Right? Yeah. Your opponent can't keep up with that. In cube, like, hopefully you have one of those things, right? But your opponent's going to have more just, like, random things that hose you. Mm -hmm. Right? You're like, Emrakul, and they're like, uh, Reflector Mage, bounce it. <laughs> and they're just like, oh... Oh, or you're like Emrakul, and they're like uh, Banishing Light. Uh, exile it. Yeah. 
right? So there's like just more random things where you're like, I'm going to put in a 6-6 six, six, and then they have an Emrakul. And you're like, I didn't know you were an Emrakul deck. I'm like, yeah, I am now. Um, put in like an Avenger to Sendigar and then like crack an Evolving Wild to put two yeah. counters and all their stuff. And you're like, oh no, I'm going to die now. So show and tell, and same with like Eureka. Everyone's always yeah. like, Eureka's a trap uh, in, in Vintage Cube. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you just like play this blue-red tempo-y kind of control game. And then you just staple on a finisher. So is that finisher sneak attack with like three big things? Or is it uh, uh, twin? Yep. With like four or five tar- or four or five like combo pieces? Yeah. Like what is it going to be? So that's why blue red is such a good place to start. Is like you can always find some way to win. And yeah. the best end up a lot of different places. Yeah, and the best blue and red cards are um are cheap, which is another mm-hmm. important thing in cube, right? Like you want to use your mana every turn. You want to double spell as soon as possible. Yeah. Right? Like if you can go like ponder I mean, like magic in general for limited in general yeah yeah but like if you can like ponder improve your hand then like next turn like pre-retain and then bolt something yeah. right like you've sculpted your hand you've controlled like your opponent's board and right, you're in a much better spot than like if you just were like two drop three drop as you went so mm-hmm. like blue red just gives you that now the i think sneak attack is like a first pickable card because mm-hmm. like that deck always ends up good, right? The sneak attack deck is always good. Yeah. Because, like, sneak attack can be red-green. Like, oh, I could ramp into these things, or yeah. I could just put them into play for one mana, right? Like, you know, let's say you have a Terastodon, right? Oh, yeah. You put in a Terastodon for one mana, you blow up three of your things. Yep. Now, you attack them for nine, and you have nine power left behind. That seems pretty good. Yeah, right. I mean, it, at that point, you might even, like, blow up your own sneak sneak attack. Yeah, you might just say, like, yeah, I'm done with this. Like, okay, you, you can't keep up. Yeah. So, like, sneak attack, and then, uh, like, through the breach as, like, the backup. Or, mm-hmm. like, again, it depends on the cube. But, like, you know, if someone's, like, super into, like, sneak attack or, like, you know, footsteps of the Gorio, right? Mm-hmm. Like, things that, like, bringing creatures into the battlefield, but then they die right away. You could have things like Worm Coil Engine in the cube. Yeah. Right? Or uh, World Spine Worm. Or the, wasn't there like two new ones from Commander? Yeah. Like, the, like the, something or other? Yeah, the like the big artifact thing that dies into like three things, three, three, threes, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, like you could have things like that where it's like, yeah, like there are like six different ways to like, or like four different ways to like put something into play and it sacks at the end of turn. But, like, now there are these things that pay you off for them dying that are going to leave behind value. Right? So, again, like, that's where, like, drafting a cube multiple times can help because you can be like, oh, I see. Like, I can, like, these cards go with this. Right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to just looking for, like, the normal, like, oh, I have Sneak Attack. I want an Eldrazi. It's like, oh, I have Sneak Attack. I also want World Spine Worm. Like, oh, that's a great pick. Um... So then there's kind of in the same vein of like, I want to play this 15 drop, but not pay 15 mana for it. (laughs) Reanimator. Reanimator. So 
uh, vintage cube reanimator is just the legacy re- black red reanimator deck or blue black reanimator deck. Yeah, Gristlebrand, Inkwell Leviathan. Yeah, Gristlebrand, Inkwell Leviathan. I'm sure now Archon of Cruelty. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got um, right. You have access to Entomb, Reanimate, Exhum, Animate Dead. Um, you have uh, Necromancy. Yep, that's Dance the one of, from Ice Age. Yeah, Dance of the Dead. Um, oh gosh, what is it called? Uh, okay, the the three in a uh, makeshift mannequin. Oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, so you've got like all these ways to bring cards back from your graveyard, and then you got faithless looting, careful study, um, other ways to get stuff into your graveyard, mm-hmm. and you just like get big fatties and put them in the battlefield. Usually, you try to like clear the way with either counter spells, uh, like you know to protect. Or discard spells. So basically, you're just playing like legacy the, reanimator. the legacy reanimator deck. Exactly. And this is another one where you like you want the deck to like be cohesive and make sense, right? You're like, okay, well, I'm gonna have, uh, like, oh, I could take eliminate or um, infernal grasp, or there's a collective brutality. It's a worse removal spell, but it lets me. Discard, discard a thing something for reanimator yeah and can let me you know duress my opponent yeah okay like that's something that i need for uh my deck even though it's kind of a worse card as a removal spell it does more of what your deck wants to do so this is another one that you like you need it to be like cohesive mm-hmm. but you can also like you could be like hard reanimator where like everything you're doing is geared towards reanimator yeah. Or you can be, you know, you could be like a blue black control deck that just has with a like reanimator finish. Yeah, with a reanimator package. Oh, I for the storm people, we're going to circle back real quick. I forgot like another part of the vintage storm deck. And that is playing stuff out of your graveyard. So in most vintage uh... cubes that have storm, you're going to have past in flames. Mm-hmm. Which lets you play instants and sorceries from your graveyard, or you're gonna have uh, Yagmas Will, which lets you play anything from your graveyard. Yeah, but anything that goes to your graveyard new gets exiled. So do they with, play uh, Underworld Breach? I don't know if they have Underworld Breach. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but yeah. I I don't remember if last year's version or if this year's version does. Um, but like Yagmas Will with like Lion's Eye Diamond, right? You like. Yeah lets you Lion's Eye Diamond or Black Lotus is just zero mana for three mana. Right. With Yagmas Will. Especially like if you have like the win in your graveyard. Like you yeah. early in the game cast the tendrils for you know uh for three to like buffer your life total. And now you can just be like, okay, I'm gonna cast Yagmas Will, hold priority and uh crack uh Alliance Eye Diamond, put my whole hand in my graveyard, Yagmas Will resolves, now I'm going to cast my entire graveyard and win the game that way. Yep. So that's another another thing that's important. Now, the last thing is like kind of like you have here like classic staple cards that are just like in cubes. Yeah. 
Um, real quick, I, I know we're kind of going a little long here, and it's I fine. don't think this section will take super long, but so I think I had mentioned I haven't played nearly as much cube as you have. Were there any archetypes that I kind of missed on my quick recap list here, or was that pretty much everything? I don't think, like, there's nothing that I'm like, oh, that's an archetype that I see, like, all the time. Yeah. Like, red-white is typically just, like, aggressive creaturey crap. And, right. like... Well, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. That's what mono-red and mono-white both are. Yeah, but there's nothing, like... The other thing, like, there can just be, like, you know, just like the Arena Cube, you do get a lot of, like, three, four, and, like, five color, like, good stuff piles. They usually lean, yeah. like, towards the control side of things, mm -hmm. where just kind of like modern, like, modern legacy, where it's just like, oh, well, what are the best, I have the best four white removal spells, I have the best four black removal spells, I have yeah. the, I have all these counter spells, I have some ramp from green, I can do whatever I want. Like yeah. those, those exist, but for the most part, I think we hit like all like the high points, but yeah, right. It really depends on your cube. Like if you, so my, my cube has changed as we talked about it. So, right. I've, <laughs> I've, it's still, still a work in progress, but right. Like if you want to make a cube and like your favorite draft archetype is, uh, green, black, um, tokens, uh, what, what's his name? Slimefoot? Yeah, Slimy right? Boy. Yeah, and you're like, I love Slimefoot. I want to make sure I have Slimefoot in my cube, right? You can just put Slimefoot in your cube, no questions asked, but you can be like, you know what? I want green-black sapperlings mm -hmm. or green-black tokens to be an archetype in my cube. Mm -hmm. You can decide that the green-black archetype is that. I guess green-black in a lot of cubes is graveyard stuff, but it can be, like, anything you want, right? Okay. If you're like, I loved Kaladesh, and I want green-black energy, right? And I'm going to have this, like, energy package of cards. If you draft them all, you end up with a really cool, good deck. Well, right? I mean, it's kind of like what you did with your cube, where you were able to put an artifact spin on like some of the other archetypes yeah. and include an archetype that wouldn't normally be viable. Yeah. So it's like red, like blue red is not usually like there's only two blue red uncommons. Well, three, if you count whirler virtuoso that mm -hmm. like say the word artifact on them. Right. But I was like, Oh, like blue red artifacts because I want to have like kind of an affinity, like sub theme. Right. So, all right, I'm going to like make a bunch of thopters and then have, blue and red affinity payoffs okay like you can do kind of whatever you want so mm -hmm. just because like you know if you're like you know what i want blue i want blue white to be my to be an artifacts thing that's perfectly fine that's been a that's been a, an archetype in a couple draft formats yeah but like you know you can just like cobble it together however you want and get to that that archetype. So don't feel like like these are the classic archetypes. Because like in my cube, I put Storm because mm. I really enjoy Storm. Yeah. Right. I'm no good at it, but I really enjoy it. Right. <laughs> um. So cool. I have Storm. Uh, and but I had to give something else up. But that was something I was like, I want to make sure this cube has support for Storm because yep. I know that's the thing that people want to draft. 
right? But you're like, you know what? I want red black to be, you know, uh, red black sacrifice, or like I made mine red black goblins, mm-hmm. right? Which has really only been like a draft archetype like twice <laughs> or like three yeah. times. So yeah. it's like Modern Horizons one gave us munitions expert, and yep. then like uh, the un- the other place that there's a lot of black goblins is Lorowin block. Yeah, right. So like it's a combination of some like Lorowin goblins, right? Because I had a bunch of uh, like red token makers, and they all made goblins. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, there's a black goblin lord. There's some other things that, like in black, that like make or sacrifice goblins, right? Perfect. Like, yeah, perfect. I have an archetype, and like, you can like steal from things, right? You can be like, well, I'm the red black <laughs> goblins deck, but I also have Bastion of Remembrance, and I have Morbid Opportunist. Mm-hmm. So, these cards that are like sack a goblin, like Skirk Prospector, so I can sack all my goblins and deal you damage and generate some mana. Right, like so you can like they kind of work together. Like I have all this fodder in yeah. red, and I have a few of the black payoffs that would be for like the best possible white black deck, and I have all these goblins payoffs. Oh hey, this all works together. But yeah, like yeah. if you're making it, like you don't have to like have all the archetypes that you see. Like you can just be like, what are the things I enjoy? What are the things yeah. I want to like play with? I think uh, like the questions that I had about archetypes were mainly, I I don't think necessarily for people building their own cube, but for people like sitting down to play other people's cubes. Yeah. Just kind of like, what are some common archetypes? Yeah. And I, you can reasonably expect to sit down at, and I think we covered most of them. Yeah. And like, I think that it's perfectly fair that if you like, go to like draft a cube you could just ask the person like hey man what are oh, the for archetypes sure. and yeah. they're gonna tell you like oh yeah like i've got you know they're honestly probably gonna go into way more detail than you want <laughs> and you'd be like yeah yeah yeah, pump the brakes pump the brakes so you said green white is go wide tokens check okay moving on right yeah. also like um i had mentioned like ivy lane denison in my cube and like the fact it's just there for shenanigans mm-hmm. uh like i don't have splinter twin but I have various, like, kind of t- mainly three card, but there are some two card versions, depending on what you get, yeah. of like, hey, um, you can, like, put this enchantment on a thing and make something, like, arbitrarily large. Or, yeah. like, Scurry Oak and any way to gain life and then... One of like three ways that when you gain life, you put a counter on something. You just like make infinite squirrels. Yeah. Or like, um, I had a lurking roper, the three yeah. mana four or five that doesn't untap unless you gain life. Yeah. Where you can put oh something of the goad, presence of the goad, I think is what it is, or gond. Gond, uh, yeah. Gond, where you tap and you make a one one. Yeah. Well, if you have something that if you have a soul warden effect. Then you get to untap your your roper, and you get to make infinite. Then you get to tap it. Yeah, and yep. you get to tap. You get to make infinite things. So like, it's like oh, so if you see presence of the goat and lurking roper, you're like okay, there must be like a soul warden in here, yeah. and an essence warden, 
and maybe like one other card so I can like well, put all like this together. In general, if you see a lurking roper, you you kind of know something's up because that card's kind of bad otherwise. The card's bad, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's like, but there are different ways, like, so, you know, there are, are different weird synergies that you can like put in your cube that like don't have to just be like, oh, everyone knows Splinter Twin yeah. and Pestermite. It's like, okay, like, here's kind of build your own bad version of yeah. Splinter Twin, Pestermite. Or, yep. you know, the the number of things that, like, you know, sack a thing, do, like, Goblin Bombardment plus, you know, Ivy Lane Denison and uh, uh, Kitchen Finks. Infinite Damage, mm -hmm. Infinite Life. Yeah. Or um, the one you had me put in, uh, what is the red-green enchantment? Rhythm of the Wilds? Rhythm of the Wilds, yep. Yeah. So you're like, oh, Rhythm of the Wilds plus... A thing, a persist thing, and then a sack outlet. So, like, if you again, same like sack outlet, like, okay, there's some red green, you can like uh, kill someone that way, or you can skirk prospector and uh, putrid goblin and yep. like be in jund. And hey, guess what? I make uh, infinite mana infinite that way. Mana. Yeah. Yep. So, there's any number of like weird hidden things, and like, the more you draft the cube or like and you see someone do it to you or you see someone from across the table, you're like, oh, that's neat. I should do that. And I think that's part of the fun of cube is like discovering those things. Yeah. Right. I think that's something that like gets that gets lost in modern magic right after like the first week, sometimes the first like day, like, <laughs> oh, everything's figured out. Best draft archetype is blue, black. Here's how you draft it. Here are the cards you're looking for. And you get like yeah. a week and a half of just like YOLOing that like nine out of ten deck every single draft. Yeah. And you're like, okay, like I didn't discover this, but like it feels really good when you like haven't been paying attention and you like have just drafted blue black four times in a row. Because mm -hmm. you figured out on your own, like, oh man, like every time I play against blue black I get wrecked. So like these are the cards that were really good against me, and like you put that deck together in your head. Yeah. I think Cube gives you a chance to do that where you're like, oh, like, these are the things that go together. Because, mm -hmm. like, a lot of times, you know they're there. Right. Right? You're like, they wouldn't put Lurking Roper in here. Right? Like, the same cube that has Lurking Roper shouldn't also have Swords the Plowshares. Those cards are on two wildly different power levels. <laughs> right? So, right. Lurking, lurking Roper is doing a job. Yeah. It's not just, like, awful card. It's an awful card with purpose. <laughs> Right. So like just like those those kind of things where you're like, oh, why is this here? Let me figure it out. Yep. Like and that's fun. So that is the that is also a sales pitch for like, all right, tell me what the archetypes are, but don't tell me anything else. Right. I want to find <laughs> sure. all the weird like sideways stuff you put in here. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to just get like dumpstered because I think that like red black is sacrifice and then like i don't take the stupid goblin things and it was goblins the whole time <laughs> it's right. always goblins yeah but like hopefully you know much like in a regular draft like there's signpost uncommons mm -hmm. or signpost gold cards and you're like oh like there are three blue white cards that are like uh that like etb and do a thing and then there yeah. are two that like blink something. 
hmm. I wonder what blue white is. I wonder what blue white is. But there's also like, you know, uh, Azoria's charm and some like blue white, like controlling things. It's like, oh, these are I've got my blinky stuff and then I've got my stuff to support my control archetype and maybe like one or two like generically good cards like, oh, there's a faithful mending. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like this makes sense. Or you're like, okay, red black has good removal because it's red and black. But it also has Munition Expert. I bet you there's some goblins going on. So there's just all... Like, it's like getting the context clues as well. Yeah. Um, uh, I have one one more quick topic to throw in here before we start talking okay. about some, like, staple cards. And that is that if you are putting a cube together, um, a lot of what we just talked about are legacy and vintage cubes, which have some very expensive cards in them. Um, like the cube format is almost never a sanctioned format and people don't expect you to have like actual black Lotus in your cube and let other people touch it. Yeah. They they expect you to have a house and organs. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, proxy, like proxy, all of it. Yeah. What did you say that you can print 600 cards for a hundred bucks? Yeah, yeah, I can print an entire cube for a hundred bucks shipped to my door. Yeah, and like that is, you know, like I'm doing a peasant cube and going through. I have, I don't know, four hundred and fifty to five hundred of the cards myself already. So mm-hmm. it's like I'm just gonna like have the whole thing, right? Yeah. But if I was like, if I wanted to have the vintage cube, right? Like mm-hmm. we played for years with a vintage cube that was sleeves and like islands <laughs> and pieces of paper, like yeah. with the cards just, printed out. Like yep, I remember sitting in the shop with a pair of scissors, cutting out cards. Yeah. Some and of then, them were not very good quality either. You really couldn't read some of them. Yeah. But like still was fun. Oh Yeah. And, Anthony, uh, again, bringing up Anthony, a loyal, better be loyal listener of the show. Um, he, um, um, we practiced for a sealed GP with proxies. Yeah. We would go to a sealed deck generator. We would like make like really bad, like pen and paper proxies Mm -hmm. and then play decks. And like after the third night of this, he was like, wow. This does really work, <laughs> right? It, it It's good enough. Like you can know what the cards do and you can do the thing. Yep. And so like you still get that same experience. So yeah, for the love, for the love of God, do not like be like, Hey, I'm just going to buy the vintage cube. Yeah. But the, like, like the, the one card that kind of stuck out in my mind was you mentioned Eureka. Yes. Like Eureka's in the cube only to trap people. <laughs> yes. Well, Eureka's like a thousand dollar card. <laughs> yes. And that's another thing, right? Like, sure, you like you could start with the Magic Online Vintage Cube as like your starting point. Yeah. And like there's part of me that like I think like I should go back and look at the Magic Online Vintage Cube because like that's what I want my cube to kind of play like. Mm-hmm. Um and like, you know, make some adjustments to like get it closer to that. But like you could start with that and be like, I'm gonna proxy this, but there are things I 
don't like, like, I don't want Eureka in my cube because I know it's just a trap. I can yeah. put literally anything else there. Or, yeah. like, I want these three reanimation targets as opposed to these three. I can do that. Right? Yeah, or, or like, it's something to work towards, too. Like, I mean, you can obviously, you know, just take out the power and not worry about it, but you can, you know, work towards getting real copies of the cards or work towards getting real copies of some of the cards and, you know, replace the ones that you're not going to buy with something similar. Like if you're, I know it's cheap now, but for a long time, natural order was really expensive. Like if you're not going to put a natural order in, like swap it out with a green suns. Yeah. Not that, not that green suns is cheap now. Um, oh really? It's not. It's like $30 or something. Last oh I looked. boy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why? Um, I might be wrong, but I just remember thinking, like, I'm like, uh, like, I'm glad I have this. Uh, But, yeah, it's, but yeah, like, you can do, like, work towards something. Um, Oh, yeah, market price is 25. Oh, okay, well, natural order is 16, so. Yeah, better. (laughs) Uh, But, um, yeah, like, you can work towards something. Or, like, you can use the Vintage Cube as your starting point for your, like, Proxy Cube and be like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I love Thunderbreak Regent. Mm -hmm. That was my favorite card from Dragons. I want Thunderbreak Regent in my cube and take out whatever, like, random four drop. Yep. I mean, um, I don't have any Pitiless Plunderers because I sold them because they're a $13 uncommon. Jeez. And you had suggested putting Pitiless Plunder in. Plunder in, I did, and then I was like, "Well, I'm not going to spend thirteen dollars on this card. So let me like, I'm going to cut this three drop and put in a three drop that like, I don't know, does like twenty percent of pitiless plunder. I don't put another four drop. There we go, done. Because I'm not going to spend thirteen dollars on this card. Yep. So like stuff like that, where you're just like, you know what, I can move, I can move stuff around and get like most of the experience with like none of the like awful, uh. Uh, awful cost of of uh, of some of these cards, mm-hmm. but yeah, like and I had mentioned before, like cube um, cube cobra, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Um, uh, there are I don't know I don't know other sites like cube tutor used to exist, but it went away. So cube cobra is the one I know. I'm sure there are other ones. Um, yeah, I think that's the big one now. But you can go just, like, click around and, like, find a cube that sounds interesting and draft it. Like, you'll draft against bots, mm-hmm. but you can just draft a cube. and like Yeah, and actually, like, those people appreciate it, too, because it lets them know, like, what archetypes people are drafting and what yeah, the like, decks look like. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get happy when I see, like, oh, two people drafted your cube, and so I'll go, like, see what they drafted. Yeah. So, Yeah. It's. I think it's awkward. Though. I feel bad for the person when, like, like I get a notification after I spent like thirty minutes like changing all the lands in the deck. And I'm like, <laughs> like, well, that was one experience. There is now a different experience for you to have. Uh, but yeah, like you, like you can go like draft cubes and like you want to when you're done have like a cohesive deck that you can say this deck is the control deck, is the sacrifice deck, is the whatever deck because yeah. right? those are going to be better than just like 
I've got 12 removal spells and uh, 10 creatures and two planeswalkers. Let's go. It's like, well, it's probably not going to work out super well for you, but we can give it a go. Yep. The other thing you can't do is you can't play them. I did right. find, um, I'll have to find it's on my phone. I don't know if I sent it to you. This person on like GitHub. Yeah, sent, you mentioned something. Yeah. Had this whole thing where he's like, here's a website that you can use to do live eight person drafts. Hmm. You can load a cube into it, do a live eight person draft. It spits out like an, uh, a, um, like a, a notepad or something, or like it spits out a, like the deck list. And then you can send that to the person who owns the cube on magic online and they can trade uh, you the cards. That's cool. Then you can pair against the eight people you played against in Magic Online, do yeah. your cube draft, and then send the cards back to the person at the end. That's pretty cool. And I was that's why I was like, if we could figure out Magic Online, like that would be like yeah. a fun way to like we'd have to buy the cards, but with the way Magic Online prices are, Lord only knows. But yeah. hopefully like the cube I have together isn't too expensive. Yeah. And like that might be something we could do. Like we put it together and we're just like, all right, like yeah, that'd uh, be cool. I, I haven't logged in in a while, but I think I saved the login for the casual tryhard MTG magic <laughs> on mine account. Uh, if not, I'm sure I could figure it out. Um, I think the information is in our Google drive. There we go. Uh, but like, so like there are ways for you to like, if you like make a cube, you know, just like in like, hey, you have eight friends. Hey, mm-hmm. can you guys draft my cube on this site so like I can see how it drafts? Yeah. Like that would be a perfectly reasonable thing to do. And if mm-hmm. you don't get to play the games, you can like look at the decks that come out. Right. And is, you know, you're going to get a better draft than if you have like you and seven bots. Right. Because some of the, some of the cube tutor bots, I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> How many beers deep were you when you started the when you were doing this? Too many. Too many beers. All right. So we're pretty deep, but we can run through some of these pretty quick. Yeah, so this shouldn't take long. We've it, got our classics, right? Yeah. I just wanted to go through some of like the staple cards you find in like lots and lots and lots and lots of cubes. Um cubes are kind of like a, a love letter to magic, so to speak. Um whoever built the cube is going to put in a lot of their favorite cards. So a lot of these staple cards are just kind of like long beloved magic cards, things that people enjoy casting, enjoy playing with. Um, Normally they're pretty good cards. Sometimes they're not, but they're, they're just cards that people love. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just kind of picked a couple from each color and we can kind of run through them real quick here. Um, For white, I had uh, Thalia, the two drop like original Thalia um, flicker wisp resto angel and swords to plowshares. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have like the best taxing creature, yep. like one of the original, like flicker effects, mm-hmm. right. And flicker wisp. Yep. Uh, like we talked about before resto angel, generically good thing and swords, uh, Hopefully still the best removal spell. Uh, <laughs> it's got some stiff competition. It's got some stiff competition. 
Another card that, like, I don't have in my cube because I've never understood the fascination with it, but, like, is, like, in a bunch of cubes is, is Cloud Goat Ranger. Yeah. Like, that card's just, like, always in cubes. It's, like, it's like a five-mana <laughs> 3-3 three, three that makes two, like, 1-1 one, one goats or something, or three goats, and you mm-hmm. can, like, tap the goats to give it flying. It's just a card that's just, like, always in cubes. That people are just like, I'm making a cube. It has to have Cloud Goat Ranger in it. Sure. Uh... In blue, we have uh, Foff, Factor Fiction. Um, yeah, something you said wasn't in your cube, right? Yeah, like, I have hieroglyphic illuminations. That that might be going away. Yeah. Uh, I think it is. Uh, it's and just I've a fun card to cast. Yeah, and, like, you can get Factor Fiction in Old Border. Yes, please. Uh, yes. Mole Drifter, like, uh, it's, uh, so, five mana for a 2-2 that enters the battlefield and draws you two, but it has a Voke. For two and a blue. So it's like a divination or a divination plus a 2-2 flyer. Right. Yeah, I was going to say it flies too. I think you skipped over that. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's a good thing if you have like ephemerate or other like flickery effects in your cube. Like it's the best thing to flicker. Yep. Flicker it, draw two, get whatever bonuses you have. Yeah. Um, Brainstorm's a weird one. Brainstorm's typically not great in cube. Yeah. Because what makes Brainstorm good, right, is... The ability to shuffle. Yeah, you look at three, you put two back. So, Mm -hmm. like, if you have have Brainstorm in your deck, you want to make sure you, like, prioritize fetch lands or ways to shuffle your deck. So, like, in my cube, I made sure there's three ways to shuffle your deck in the land slot. Yeah. Which isn't a ton, but if you have brainstorm, like you should prioritize getting things like evolving wilds, terramorphic expanse, yeah. and um, ash barons. Mm-hmm. Right, those are the things that you need to get. You're like, okay, now I can shuffle, or some other way to shuffle. Whether it be like, you know, I'm going to brainstorm, and then I'm going to cast a rampant growth and mm-hmm. clear the top. Of it. You always want to try to pair it with a shuffle effect. But right. I mean, it is still just like generically good card. It's you know, a card people love to cast too yeah okay next one is i guess you could throw in like all of the cantrips there Ponder, yeah preordain opt consider like all of them yeah. but like the big yeah. ones ponder preordain and brainstorm like if you're yeah. making a blue archetype in cube like you're kind of starting with like those three cards and like counterspell yeah like those are like the quintessential like blue cards and then you're just like okay i'm gonna do other stuff around this mm-hmm um for black we have your boy dark confidant yeah bob um cube is the only place you will ever see someone flip an emerald to a dark confidant <laughs> and probably be happy about it i mean it has totally hit <clears throat> there's lost people i think lsv there's a video of him flipping a an emerald to a dark confidant yep right like it's it's one of the things it's like well as the card says, greatness at any cost. <laughs> Sometimes that cost is 15 life. <laughs> Let's go. Um, dark Ritual, right? Yeah. Again, like... Definitely a staple. It's a staple, like, all the way back from Alpha, mm-hmm. right? It goes in the Storm deck and also in that mono black deck, right? You yep. know, playing a Phyrexian Obliterator uh, on turn two probably wins dark you the ritual, game. Ritual, the Hypnotic Spectre. Yeah, uh, 
definitely have Hypnotic Spectre in uh, on the cube list. I have to I have to find a version that is old enough to be correct, but not so old that Gavin can't eat. There's a fine line. <laughs> There's a fine line. It's like I would like a beta one, but I don't have Ooh. like four hundred dollars for it. Like like fourth edition sounds real nice. Yeah. Nice. I'll tell you what, you edit to the list, I'll make you one. Okay. Um Thought Seas. Yeah, kinda any of the discard spells I guess would yeah. fit it into this slot. Thought Seas, Inquisition, whatever. Yeah. Uh, duress. I only have I only have one black discard spell, which might be a mistake. I have a lot more removal. I have duress. Yeah. yeah. Like Inquisition seems narrow, and thought seizes are rare, so it's like, eh. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, again, you're probably right. It's it's hard though, so yeah. it's just like a bunch of removal. That that's exactly. You can do uh, like any of the off brand duresses, like divest or what, what was the other one? Yeah, I mean, you could do the two mana ones as well, like. Yeah. Agonizing remorse Him. or something. Yeah, I do have uh what is it called? Oh god, what is it called? I have Thought Erasure. Yeah. Uh yeah. Alright, so in red, Goblin Guide, the like like if you see someone goblin guide you, you know exactly what's happening. Yeah. You're like, or I if have you see a goblin guide in a pack, like you know what's up. Yeah. Right? Like if you see if you take a goblin guide, you know what you're supposed to do, and it's not like Go goblin guide into Delver. No, no, you right. only want mountains. <laughs> only mountains. Let's go. Uh, lightning bolt. You know, classic. Yep. Um, sneak attack. I guess other like Inferno Titan is one oh, of those yeah, like cards that just shows up in the cube. That yep. like you're like, why is this here? Like usually they have like in the vintage cube they have all of the titans. Would you play Inferno Titan over um, the Red Cavalier? I don't know now. Yeah. I, I think, and this is like one of those things that keeps, I think that Inferno Titan, Inferno Titan gets grandfathered in because it's Inferno yeah, Titan. Probably. And it's been like a cube staple for like 10 years. Yeah. Because there's definitely some cards in the cube that you're like, Oh gosh, what is it called? Oh, uh, the the first um, like the red white hybrid, uh, like level up creature. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, what is his name? Anyway, like that card's not great, right? But it's just like always in the cube. Yep. Same with like Student of Warfare. I don't even know what that card is. It's uh, from Zendikar. It has level up. It's like a one mana one one. And you level it up and it gets like first strike and like plus one plus one. And in like on level three, it's like it's like a five five double striker. Hmm. Like it just gets huge, but it's just like like if you see it, it's like, okay, like we're mono whiting here. But it's just one of those cards that's not great. It feels like there's like better options, but it's just always there. Yeah. So it's uh figure of destiny. Figure of destiny, there we go. Right, but like that's a card that's just like always in the cube, and you're like, "Why are you here?" But I was yeah. like, "Oh, because you've been in the cube for twelve years, <laughs> and there's someone who has drafted you every year for twelve years that'll yeah. be super bummed if you're not here." Yeah, and like part of the cube is like giving the people what they want. 
right? How big is the vintage cube? Is it a 540 or it's is 540. it a is it- It's 540. I'm almost positive it's 540. Uh, so, like, it's pretty... Uh, it's pretty tight, like what they mm-hmm. have to like work with. Work with, yeah. Um, so here are the the vintage cubes updates from. Uh, so yeah, so they've got to like get some stuff in, but uh, like the new and imp- they're like, hey, these cards are new and improved from the update. Uh, they're improved because they now actually work. Because <laughs> uh, what card is it? Uh, Wheel of Misfortune. Didn't work on Magic Online. Uh, you're not supposed to know how much life your opponent bids. And it would just tell you. Oh. So like it's like whoever bids the most life gets to draw seven. Yeah. And it would just, just tell, tell you. you <laughs> like what it was. One more than that. <laughs> yes. I say one more, good sir. Um, I I hate how this is organized. The Student of Warfare is a one mana one one. It becomes a three mana. Sorry, it becomes a one mana three three first strike, with a level up cost of white, and it's on level two. Mm-hmm. That you get the three three, and then on level seven, it's a four four double strike. Okay. But but it's one of those cards. That you're like, why are you here? Yeah. Like, wh- how did you earn this spot? Um, I'm like flipping through the magic online cube list now, <laughs> but like, okay. For example, uh, faith bound judge, that is not a vintage cube power level card. No, but is it from the new set? And we got to move packs. That's right, bro. Maybe they'll we... like playing with it and buy packs. Yeah, exactly. Bro. Maybe they'll like it. Right. Yeah. God, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff I don't have in my cube so many things i've done such a bad job uh <laughs> you're doing a fine job um but yeah so like there are just things that are just like i've been here forever so i get to stay yeah um so in green we have birds of paradise but like basically you get all the one mana mana dorks yeah um, then we're all felvish mystic arbor elf Arbor Elf, Finhorn um, Elf, Finhorn Elves, Lanor Elves, Elvish Mystic, uh, yeah. Avacyn's Pilgrim. Yep. Uh, you even get Elves of Deep Shadow. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah. You get both uh, of the hierarchs. Yes. Uh, noble and ignoble. Eternal yep. Witness. Again, like a classic. Yeah. Sylvan Library. Another one of those cards. It's just like really good and has always been around yep. for the mana rocks. You get soul ring, uh, a card that we, we knew deep down was good when we played it in 1994, <laughs> but we didn't yeah, understand man. how good my original soul ring has the where to prove it too. Yeah. Uh, solemn, solemn, simulacrum, sad robot, sad robot, just a, like, you know, he's just always there. Umazawa's yep. Jite and like swords, and the different swords, again, like, you can get your, like, any number of creatures can wear it. Your elves can wear your sword and become useful. Yeah. Your, like, white creatures can wear a sword. Anything can wear a sword. Yep. And it, a lot of times it's not all of the swords either. It's just, like, the good ones. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all of them. 
Right. Just like usually like like there's are we up to like eight now? I think like probably four or five are like Yeah. Uh are worthy of of the cube. Mm-hmm. And then um Sensei's Divining Top, which yeah. is there in like it's not nearly as a as terrible as it is in uh um in whatever it is in Legacy. And then right. you have like Winter Orb, but like I guess Winter Orb is kind of like with a package. You have like Winter Orb, Tangle yeah. Wire, Smokestack. You yeah. have like these stacks resource denial style decks that are supported with um uh with these artifacts. Sometimes. That, like sometimes. I mean a lot of people don't like these either, so they'll leave them out of their cubes, but some yeah. people really like playing them. So um yeah, so you have a lot that you can like work with and yeah. um uh so yeah, just looking at the like um the I have it up on uh, Cube Tutor because like it's easier to read than the uh, Magic Online version. Yeah. Like they have like for green, right? There's Arbor Elf, Birds of Paradise, Elvish Mystic, Finhorn Elves, Gilded Goose, uh Draga Tree Speaker, Lana War Elves. So you get all those one mana mana dorks. The only other one mana card is Hex Drinker. Mm-hmm. And then at two mana, you just like uh, Devoted Druid, uh, Rafelos, um, Sylvan Caryatid, and Wall of Roots. Just more mana ramp. ramp. Yeah. Right. So you just, so it's like all, and then like even like Circle of Dreams Druid uh, at three mana. Yeah. And so you just like, oh, like it, it, we know, we know what we came here to do. Yep. And then like, why on earth is there Magus of the Order? Get that garbage out of here. <laughs> like, do they still have natural order? Okay, good. I was like, you better like yeah. still have natural order because like that is that is not okay. And Green Suns and Finale. Yeah. Uh wow, I I'm looking at the number of creatures in all of the different colors. I have way more creatures in my cube. There are only 25 blue creatures in the Vintage Cube. There are no one drops in the Vintage Cube. <laughs> in blue. Yeah. And there are only 23 black creatures. Wow. That's yeah. surprising. It is. Like I No, yeah, this is heavy hitters though. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, pack Tarkarfonot and Pack Rat at 2, but it's just like, oh, but then you have like Bone Shredder, like Bone Shredder for those of you who are the uninitiated, yeah. for for the people that aren't forty uh, <laughs> or thirty five, let's say, uh, Bone Shredder two and a black for a one one flyer with Echo two and a black, so you have to pay its casting cost for the next upkeep. Enters the battlefield and kills target non black non artifact creature. Mm-hmm. Card is not twenty twenty two playable. No, definitely not. But it's been in the cube probably since the first cube was made. Right, like, yeah. If the first cube was made after Urza's Legacy, <laughs> Bone Shredder was in the cube. Yep. And so it's just one of those cards. It's like we're making the cube again. Yeah, cool, Bone Shredder. And that's just like it. So now, granted, there are some things that have like taken taken some spots, like a Nighthawk Scavenger 
took the spot yeah. long long held by uh vampire Nighthawk. Nighthawk. vampire Nighthawk. yeah so there's been some like train changes over time but you know it's mostly mostly uh stuff that you know like okay like they have dreadfast demon from val which i actually like, kind of like that card so do i i don't know like is it like it's like Grizzlebrand, Archon of Cruelty, Shieldred, Dreadfast Demon, <laughs> Massacre Worm, Grave Titan. Which one of these Grave things train. is? Which one of these things is not like the others? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> could could it be Dreadfast Demon? Yeah. Uh, Would you like to turn your Archon of Cruelty into a Dreadfast Demon? No, thank you, uh, sir. No, no, I would not. No, I would not. So. Yeah, like you, they are cubes are a lot of fun. I know it's not um, the uh, what's it called the um, the easiest thing to get eight people together right now. Yeah, but like even going like I went on a cube tutor. I like looked at the like explore cubes and like right at the top was like the MTGO vintage cube updated list. Like, mm-hmm. you could go do, like, practice drafts of that to just see, like, what it's like. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, I think with all of this, I think we have a show. Yeah, I think so, too. So, if you have cube questions or you're, like, interested in, like, messing around with, like, all things cube, uh, or you have question more questions, you can tweet at us at Casual Tripod. Yeah, you can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG, or you can email us show at casualtryhardmtg.com. I'm sure uh, at some point after we get a chance to draft Brian's cube, whenever that is, we'll uh, we'll have some more content, maybe focused on Brian's cube. Um, but yeah, like Brian said, if you guys got any more questions about cube or you know any more questions in general, really make sure you hit us up. We always like hearing from you guys. And if you're looking to pick up any singles, we would appreciate it if you used our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Follow that link. Whatever you purchase, we'll get a small cut up to help keep the show going. And if you guys want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Throw a couple bucks in the pot, you get access to our pre-show, access to our show notes, and I'll put you on my mailing list whenever I get around to doing another batch, probably the end of February. I'll probably send the next batch out. So make sure you hop in there, help support the show, help keep the show going, and uh, get a little bit of little something-something back. Uh, also, we have our Discord. Link in the description. Link on all our social media. Make sure you join in there. It's another place for you to ask questions. Um, it's a good place for you to post up if you need help with uh like a deck that you're working on if you want some pointers or if you have like a rules question or really anything in general check out discord join in um i think that's all i got for today you got anything else nope so with that i think we got a show and oh no wait that's, that's the wrong one no yeah, we so already with did that, that one we'll catch you on the internet we'll catch you on the internet's <laughs>